Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. In this episode, we head overseas to talk to Marco Dano on why he's coming back to Winnipeg and how life is in Europe right now. And we'll also preview what's going to be a crazy couple months as the NBA gets ready to start up again with Kyle Milroy on the podcast. Let's start with a conversation I had earlier today. As the Winnipeg Jets yesterday announced the re-signing of forward Marco Dano to a one-year, two-way deal. Now, I say re-signing. I know he wasn't on the team last year, but he's already had two tours of duty with the organization, so it feels appropriate. The soon-to-be 26-year-old, who was born in Austria but represents Slovakia internationally, has 10 goals and 12 assists in 82 career games with the Jets, also 32 points in 57 career games with the Moose. Spent last season in the Blue Jackets organization, mostly with Cleveland of the AHL, but did play three games in Columbus. Now he's back in Slovakia playing until the NHL season starts up. I caught up with Marco this morning and started by asking him why he wanted to come back to the Jets. Well, uh, yeah, I just came out of nowhere, and then um, my agent told me that he spoke to Winnipeg, and we were trying to focus on the team that they knew me from before, and uh, I'm really excited to be coming back. And uh, yeah, I've uh, been there before, so I know the whole organization and everybody there. So there's a lot of guys who what played with, so I'm really excited to be coming back. What have you liked about your time with both the the Jets and the Moose in the past? Um, uh, well, I like the plays. I like the people there. Uh, you know. Um, they gave me a chance to play there before, and uh, hopefully now with uh, me being in a better shape that I was before, I think I can I can help the team. And well, it's a two-way contract, so I'm not sure where I'm going to end up, but uh, hopefully I'll get uh, I'll be playing well and I'll get the shot. Let's talk about just the the Moose experience first. What kind of value did you get out of spending your time with the American Hockey League and the Manitoba Moose? How did that help your development? Well, Tazzy well, was doing a great job down there, and uh, he called me personally that he was really excited to see me sign with with, uh, with the Jets and with the Moose again. And, um, well, he said he's hoping that I'm not going to see him this year, but uh, he assured me that uh, if I'm going to end up down uh, with the Moose, he's going to help me as much as he can, and uh, I'm really excited that... Uh, He's happy that I'm back, and uh, you know, to have you and uh, who will give you the time on the ice to to make you better player. It's it's important, I think. And then uh, you know, you got to earn the spot. But uh, it's, it's always better when the when the coach knows the player and uh, when the coach likes the player. So hopefully, we can we can do something good together. What have you learned about yourself as a hockey player since you were drafted into the NHL? You've been with a number of teams now, Columbus, Chicago, Winnipeg, Colorado, Winnipeg, and then Columbus. How have you changed as a hockey player in that time? Well, it changed quite a bit. Uh, when I got through the league, uh, I, I put up the best numbers. And then when I got traded, the situation and the position when I was where I was playing changed, and I had to adjust to different roles in the team. So that's why the uh, the points were not coming as easy, and uh, you know, um, so I adjust to a different role. And but I'm not not uh, scared to 
to play anywhere in the in the in the lineup. So I think that's that's good to have this uh, variety and you know skill set to to play up and down the lineup and uh, wherever they put me, I can I can be a dangerous player. And uh, you know now now after a couple of years in the league, uh, I think I have quite a bit of experience and I can help the, the younger guys if I'm going to be playing in the American League and uh, I can bring something. And now you're in the moment playing in Slovakia. What's the hockey like over there? Well, as right now we are we're shut down. We're in quarantine as a whole team, but the league is uh, continue the league continue playing without the fans. So uh, it's a little bit frustrating, and you know, not playing in front of fans it's just is not as much fun. But uh, at least we were playing, so today was the first practice, and we're back back on the track, and uh, hopefully uh, next week we'll get a couple, couple games going, and uh, we'll be back in a game rhythm, but it's, it's nice to be back home and help the team that I grew up for and playing for, so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing for me to to have a place to play, and uh, you know, I can help my team a little bit, and they're helping me to to be in the shape for the for the season overseas. Well, and that's a, something valuable that maybe some people here in North America don't have is that you're able to play hockey right now for a, a little bit until the NHL starts up again. Do you know when you're going to be coming back to Canada? Uh, I didn't get any details, and uh, I think they're not sure yet. When, when the date is going to be. So uh, I'm just going to do my best on uh, over here and uh, hopefully I can, uh, hopefully I'll be back soon, sooner than later. But uh, it's still up in the air when, when the league's going to start. So hopefully it's going to be in mid-December or December. So that's that's some something that we're talking about, but they're still not sure. But uh, for sure it's great to, to have a place to play and uh you know uh, i talked to a couple guys who are just practicing at home and it's it's not much fun to to just uh practice for a long time like 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 now and you know uh i'm glad that i'm that i got the chance to play for my hometown team so what is life like right now outside of hockey where you are from a covid standpoint Not easy, you know. Uh, a lot of a lot of places are shut down, and uh, you know, it's just it's it's not easy. But uh, you know, trying to do as much as I can to be ready for the for the season. We had some issues with uh, well, the training uh, facilities were closed, so we had to improv improvise and. Uh, find different different ways to, to work out and uh, go on the ice. So it was still challenging. But, uh, you know, other than that, we're healthy and uh, staying, staying in shape. So that's, that's, that's a good thing that we managed it to even with the hard conditions we had that we had to go through. So, so hopefully this is going to be the best year. Now you're back in Slovakia, and are you able to spend time with your family, or do you have to kind of stay away from them because of your your pro hockey playing right now? Uh, no, I'm 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 with my family, with my girlfriend back home, and uh, yeah, it's nice to be around them. But 
Well, this, this time I was usually away, so uh, it's a little bit weird, but uh, you got to do what you got to do, and hopefully uh, this is going to bring something good, and uh, I'll be ready for the season. And, yeah, like I said, it's nice to be around them, but I think it's it's, it's time to, to go away and start the season already because we're really excited and everybody's ready to go, I think. So basically between now and whenever you get the call to come over to Canada, you're just going to keep playing hockey and uh, getting better. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm going to do, and uh, I'm just going to be focusing on, on being in shape and being ready whenever they call me and uh, whenever I have to come back. Did you watch much of the uh, NHL playoffs that were in the bubble without any fans? Uh, yes, I did. It was so you know, with the games being uh, being played all day, like you know, things didn't win a time difference. It wasn't so. I saw a bunch of games, and um, you know, I was I was talking to a lot of guys that they were saying from Slovakia. They were saying it was it was really hard to to stay mentally in shape, and you know, just being in a bubble. It was it was kind of kind of weird, but they they went through it and they got through it and uh, hopefully we can well hopefully it's not going to be like that the whole season so uh, I believe that uh, it was hard for them and uh, but it was pretty good experience for them to be around different guys and it was a little bit different so uh, but I think it was enough and now uh, we're ready to come back to the, to the schedule or playing type that we used to well, whenever you come back to Canada, we wish you the best of luck, safe travels, and uh, continued success over in Slovakia. Thanks for joining us here, Marco. Thank you very much. <laughs> we have no idea when the NHL is going to start. They seem to have almost not talked about anything, but the NBA has a date, Kyle. It's December 22nd. And that means that we're going to get just a flood. The basketball offseason, which is, for some people, the best part of basketball, it's going to go real quick coming up here. I am genuinely excited for, not only for the uh, proposed start of free agency to be November 20th, I'm also excited because that is only a month before the season starts. And every basketball season, I forget half of the free agents because it's about four months That's true. between... It's about four months between July 1st and October sometime when the NBA starts, and now it's a month, and I should be able to retain all that information. Absolutely. And just to to go over the basic facts, just to reiterate for people what the next month is going to look like, uh, December 22nd is 71 days after the end of the NBA Finals. So for teams like the Lakers and Heat, this is really short, but there are also seven teams or eight teams that have not played since March more that haven't played since August, the majority of teams are getting a close-to-normal offseason here. And I think there's the understanding that to get this season in, it's going to be really weird and nothing is going to be normal. Yeah, I think they I, they definitely had to weigh that in terms of do we sort of punish the Lakers and the Heat for doing well and only giving them two and a half months off versus, you know, some teams haven't played. It'll be nine months, which is almost a full year which is crazy for a, like a sports team to be off for that long so i mean maybe the lakers won't repeat next year maybe they still will because they still have two of the five best players in the league um but 
it's going to be, yeah, it's just going to be really weird all around. So why not just lean into it? A 72 game schedule. So that means that the majority of the games will be played and that helps their TV rights money. Cause 72 is a big number for a lot of the regional sports networks to kick in a bunch of money. Obviously the salary cap is not going up for this year. And uh, there are apparently 153 unrestricted, there are 103 unrestricted free agents and 80 restricted free agents. So it's going to be chaos heading into December 1st opening of training camps. Bring on the one-year contract. Oh, man. That's going to happen to so many people this year. Every every player option is being picked up. Every single person might be. I don't know if they're, I don't think anyone's going to sign any long-term extensions. Like I know the Bucks recently are trying to get Giannis to sign an extension for obvious reasons. I don't think anyone will be signing any big, long extensions. And they could use this as an example of just saying why, as opposed to, I don't want to be on your team anymore. They could say, oh, well, the market's just too weird, so I'm not going to do that right now. And you shouldn't want me to do that right now, because what if something bad happens? Um, but yeah, so there's going to be a lot of weird sort of mercenary-style player uh, transactions, I think, this year, because some teams will not want to spend as much necessarily, because like I said, like you said, there's not a full season. 72 out of 82 is pretty good. That's well, well over what I thought they'd end up with, so I'm happy for that. Now, they're still going to lose a decent amount of money because fans aren't going to be in the buildings to start the season and probably won't be for most of the season. Uh, if Even if they're wrapping things up in July, we have no idea what the COVID climate is going to look like by then, but the $109 million salary cap, and I imagine we're going to probably see what we're seeing in hockey where there's there's a lot of people still out there unsigned just because teams don't have room for them. They can't really afford it. Right, yeah. That's the, like the players that you have on your team already signed or that are wanting extensions aren't going to take a discount because of COVID-19 or because you don't have fans in the stands. They're not going to take a discount for that, nor should they. That's their right to get however much money paid they want to be paid. But it will leave a lot of... Uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of players just kind of waiting around for injuries and things to sign uh, min- veterans minimum deals for sure, and and hockey and as well as uh, basketball for sure. So who are you as a Raptors fan looking at in free agency, and who are you worried that you're not going to see again in a Raptors uniform? Um, I, oh, man. I mean, the, the big one for this offseason is uh, Fred Van Vliet. I think you would like to stay here, depending on money, because they do have space. But, hey, Sully. Uh, but because um, teams like the Knicks exist and have new people in their front office, they will want to really make a big splash. And much like all the other Knicks signings, it'll be to overpay a pretty good player. And Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet fits that bill of a very good player who will become overrated the moment he signs a huge deal with the Knicks. And, I, and I'm saying that out of love because I love Fred Bentley. Right. Uh, and so Marc Gasol, he's gone to Europe. Uh, Serge, yeah. Serge Ibaka is a free agent too? I think if they could sign into a, a relatively good deal, he played, he did play well in the playoffs, so I think maybe someone might pay him more. But if, they're, uh, if the Raptors are up for signing him for a good contract i will take him back uh the weird thing is there's so many teams and now the raptors are one of them that are just kind of in limbo uh because of players like Giannis and Tondacumpo who are not free agents until the following offseason and so yeah like i said with the mercenary contracts you want to sign a guy to three four year, years now when and then that just takes you out of the running for Giannis. and i don't think the raptors want to do that i think masai Ujiri, the raptors gm is a very smart guy and he'll 
kind of have to patchwork a few things together this uh, this year, I think. It'd be nice if they had Van Vliet. I'm not assuming they're going to be back with him, but, I mean, stranger things have happened. Maybe if uh, Van Vliet thinks that they'll get Giannis too and then they could keep him around. Um, other than that, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, like I said, I haven't really put a lot of thought into this year because I'm already – this year's for agency is like a trap game. I'm already looking ahead to next year. Where are the Raptors going to play? Oh, man. Um where was the last uh, the last um, place that they said they would want to play? Uh, Patrick, well, Patrick Mahomes said they could play in Kansas City. I don't know how much, uh, what sort of binding contract that has, but I would take Patrick Mahomes' word over a lot of other people's words. Good barbecue um, there. Yeah. Yes. I've indeed. been told I've know. never been. So. Yeah. No, my buddy's been. He loves the barbecue okay. there. So I, uh, I would, I would go down. Well, no, I, I was going to say I would go down and see the Raptors. We're not going I, anywhere. I am not, I am not going into the states for a couple of years yet. Yes. Um, but yeah, it had to be somewhere. Uh, that's in the cent. Yeah, that's sort of more in the central. That'd be fine there, the central or uh, the eastern time zone. It'd be kind of silly for them to play on the mountain or the west just for travel's sake, because there's enough travel yeah. as is, and they don't want to be doing. Yeah, it's not going to be. Just- it's not going to be a normal schedule. There's going to be a, a lot like what baseball did, where you're just playing people close to you for the most part. Yeah, and they, yeah, for sure, and and they're not going to change the divisions to accommodate them. So you'd assume they'd want to move somewhere close by. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it's a fe- it affects me in a way because it's like, oh, it sucks they don't play in Toronto, but it's like I'm not going to see a Raptors game, so I don't know. <laughs> I'll see them on right. TV. It's fine. I, it doesn't really affect me. There are sports on, and I think that's probably going to be good enough. The question is, at what point will fans be let in? And the NBA has no control over that. By the way, I'm on Spot Track. Uh, what the, the free agency page at the bottom of the list is Mike D'Antoni. Why is he on this page? It's all players, and at the very bottom, Mike D'Antoni, L-A-L, uh, and his position is, is coach, abbreviated to COA, age 69, UFA. What? Why is he on uh, this list? I mean, that's a nice deal, I guess, but um, I, yeah, I don't understand why he's on there. Didn't he already take <laughs> an assistant job with uh, the Nets and Steve Nash? Yeah, he's, he's, he's working under Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah I don't hell? understand why that's still there. It's okay, weird anyway, that's weird. and it's weird that he's also been signed. <laughs> yeah, and it has him on the Lakers. I mean, that's pro- maybe there's an inside joke on this website that I'm just I'm just missing, but oh, maybe. nonetheless. Yeah, sure. uh, f- <laughs> so the draft is coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I know it's not a, a huge draft, and we don't need to get in the weeds on the draft, but uh, no. I know the Timberwolves have the first overall pick, but... Of all the years, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm a Timberwolves fan, and it's not a huge fan, but I, that's the team I cheer for. I'm actually wearing a Minnesota yeah. basketball sweater at the moment. There but point is, if you're a basketball fan, you feel pretty good right now that this is all going to be happening fast. As someone who also watches hockey, are you thinking, why hasn't the NHL done any of this yet? No, to be fair, they've already had free agency in their draft, but still, we have no idea when they're going to open. Yeah, it seems weird that they've sort of go, okay, we've scheduled this part. And seeing it's, you know, the NBA free agencies a month before opening night, you go, well, doesn't that mean you guys should figure this out? And now far for far for it for me to put uh, sort of the NHL on a pedestal and say they'll get this done or have any foresight for anything. But they should have at least got something done. I'd like to see. I don't know if they'd be doing the bubble thing again. Um, maybe that's the issue because they said like the bubble is a nice issue to have for like it's a nice problem to have for a few months. But for, say seven months like a season and a playoffs that's a big ask for a lot of people so maybe that's the the issue they're working on or maybe they're just playing the waiting game and they don't want to nail anything down yet but it'd be really nice to see them 
at least look at the NBA and go, oh, they're doing that. We could kind of follow that and maybe pull it back a little bit, maybe have four or five bubbles. You know, a Canadian division, which would be really fun, which I'm hearing bounced around a lot. So, I don't know. It'll be uh, like everything in this world these days. It's uh, hurry up and wait. Exactly. One last thing before I let you go. Are the Lakers still the favorites? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Heats, I don't think, could get back there again. Um, because, I mean, they have some good young guys, but Jimmy Butler's a year older. I mean, obviously, everyone in the Lakers is a year older, but uh, I'm never going to doubt LeBron James. And a um, couple teams, like the the Bucks, have the whole Giannis Antetokounmpo contract sort of hanging over their heads. If they don't get off to a good start, that'll really kind of bum them out, I think, because they, they'll go, oh, we're not you know performing up to task to keep them around. Uh, the Raptors, again, will be in flux. Boston, I like Boston out of the East, I think, possibly. they got a lot of young guys that are that stepped up in the playoffs and have another year under their belts. Um, but, yeah, I think the Lakers are still the betting favorites, and just they should be the favorites. But, yeah, seeing a Lakers-Celtics final would, uh, would be pretty cool, I think. Well, we have uh, a couple weeks before basketball just opens up in full, and you've got the draft, and then you've got free agency and training camp. There's going to be a lot to pay attention to. Thank you for your time, Kyle. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, Christian. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?